Good morning, afternoon, and evening, and welcome into the Theory of Nothing podcast. I'm Nathaniel Rutherford. And I'm Samantha Myers, and I am addicted to eating Crunchwrap Supremes. And we're going to get into that because <laughs> we'll have a plethora, once again, of topics in this one. But thank you all for listening, no matter where you are, when you're listening. Thank you for listening to the Theory of Nothing podcast. We have iTunes, we have a Twitter, we have a little bit of everything. You can go subscribe to us on iTunes, just search for Theory of Nothing podcast in iTunes, our Twitter handle, which Sam now also has control of. Yeah, you can tell so. that I have control of it. <laughs> so we both tweet from it now, it's just at, it's just at T-O-N underscore podcast, so... You're going to regret giving me that that password one day. You haven't done anything yet. You've tweeted a picture of a cute animal. Oh, I should do that again right now. you tweeted out from it today that we're recording, so... You've, so you've I'm done, doing my job. You've done good things. You have, yeah, you've not, you've not caught the ire of Donald Trump yet. Sometimes, sometimes I um, forget to switch back to my actual Twitter, and I'm just on this one, and I'm like, who are these people? I'm I've done like that scrolling through the feed, and I'm like, I don't know these people. I've done that for my personal Twitter and my work, my work Twitter. I get on, and I'm like, I don't follow this from my account. What's happening? And then I'm like, oh, this is. I'm still logged into my. Uh, Can I tweet personal this? One. It was the yes, first do thing it. Came I'm up. all about memes being tweeted from our account. Do it. It's it's by the way, since you all can't <laughs> you see what's happening, it was it's the cash me outside. How about that <laughs> freaking meme that's been going around? That girl is my personal hero. That's a meme I didn't I didn't even know happened until like I guess I just saw it one day on my timeline. I was like, what well, is this? Have you seen the video? That, yeah, I looked up the video yeah. from Doctor <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, that's. <laughs> I like the that makes sense now. I like the part where she says. Um, that her mom was asking for her car to get stolen by leaving her keys in the room with her. Didn't she call everyone audience hoes? Like, yeah, all these she was like, all these hoes laughing, and he was like, did you just call my audience members hoes? She's like, yeah. <laughs> what was that, what was that Dr. Phillips episode about? Like, why was she there? I think that, like, she, like, the parents were just afraid that she was out of control or something. You okay? Hi. Uh, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, she was I like. I think they're right. She was like. I tried to run away from home four times in one day, and they brought me back every time. I was like, <laughs> what's the point of even trying? Oh, why would they bring her back? Anyway, uh, so this episode, I mentioned Donald Trump up the, off the top a little bit there, and, and Jess talking about you know, taking over and, and shutting down our Twitter account. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today a little bit. Donald Trump and the National Parks and Merriam-Webster and Teen Vogue leading the revolution. I have a lot of questions as to... Why is Donald Trump allowed to do the things that he does? He has... People got on to Obama for doing executive orders. Yeah, but... I, I, I think every day no, no, Trump's been in office, he's issued an executive order. Let me, te- let me give you the facts here. These, okay. aren't, these aren't alternative facts, are they? No, no, no. These, okay. are, these are real life facts. Um, I looked this up the other day, and in eight years, um, I think Obama issued... 275 executive orders in eight years and um donald trump in the past what day is it this 27th it's been a week in the past week has issued 11 executive orders oh boy wait i have the exact numbers here hang on so it's this (laughs) he's on he's on pace he's on pace for a a record here. It uh, yeah, like a I, I um the rate the rate if he like kept going at this rate, um he would have yeah Obama has two hundred and seventy five in eight years, and at this rate Donald Trump would uh accumulate something like it would be well over a thousand something like five hundred and something a year. 
Yeah, I'm say it'd be well over a thousand just yeah. because he's, he's averaging more than one a day for so. yeah for however many years he it lasts. <sighs> well, <laughs> the one that the one that I know there's a lot of them that caught my attention. But one of them that really made me angry, and it goes along with kind of what we're talking about in this podcast, was the one that he he essentially made the executive order to go put the pipeline ahead with the through. pipeline. Yeah. That was the one that made me the most angry. Yeah, there's there's a lot that one in the wall that. I just don't think it's going to happen, so I'm, I'm not the, too the worried about that one. the executive order made yes. me really angry, too, because, like, it's just this, like, the reason that the ones made me angry, the ones that did make me angry the way that they did was the uh, pipeline pissed me off because he obviously has ties to, like, oil, the oil industry, mm-hmm. and will obviously profit from the building of the pipeline um, in the end, and then the refugee executive order I almost said executive oil (laughs) because again um, the specific countries that were affected by this are do not include countries that he has business interest in Mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia Egypt yeah I saw I think we may both have seen the same map because I know I I saw a map that broke down like the countries that he did that too. The ones that he has, he, and, he and then the ones he has banned. business in. Yeah, yeah, and they're like they obviously don't he's not going to ban people coming from Saudi Arabia, even though, uh, even that's, that's that's where a large a large number of like Muslims obviously reside. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that he has business there. There, there's just been a lot of things, a lot of things that I'm questioning. I know one. I've seen people screenshot tweets and stuff when he re- he repeal or he did the executive order for the. Uh, the pipeline mm-hmm. and people were like I, I saw people like tweeting at him saying i didn't vote like it's like i regret but what voting did for those you. people think was yeah, gonna I was, happen that's what i thought too was like I what did they one, expect yeah i saw one where someone's like i was against this pipeline and i voted for you and now i wish i didn't has he not been saying the whole time that he was like all for that shit they should i mean they also should have known like he, like you said his business is one of his main things is in oil i mean they should have known you just you can infer yeah from and that. somebody tweeted at him like i don't have insurance like i need obamacare um why did i vote for you has he not been saying this whole time that obamacare is terrible and uh, that he would get rid of it that was one of the, his main things were these that people get rid of okay obamacare. my question is were these people just not informed on his policy or were they thinking that he wasn't actually gonna do what he said he was gonna do i me both I, I don't know i, I, think I they truly were just ill-informed they just I, they wanted like a, a populist like someone that wasn't like big big government in quotation marks people cannot see my air quotes <laughs> but obviously oh my God. but then if they if they wanted that why not vote for bernie like to be honest yeah, like, yeah. If you wanted a populist <laughs> no they wanted who, at the other end yeah i know i, I get and saying. bernie's a politician he's a he's technically right. a career he's politician, a politician even though he's been like doing good all of his life and not being just a rich white person right. but and like we said we said before in, in other podcasts that we weren't going to probably get that political in this podcast well sam and i changed our minds <laughs> I just, it is our podcast we can do what we want I just, to but like, we changed don't our minds know this. like how he's allowed to like make decisions that are like solely based on his business like his financial well-being like i don't understand how that's allowed like he should not be allowed to like have as the president have investments in industries that could obviously and are going to obviously negatively mm-hmm. impact the environment and ne- negatively impact the world as a whole i also like i wonder 
what, what why are the executive orders that exist when we're supposed to be a even if we're a republic like in a democracy a de- democratic republic why do executive orders like still exist because I'm looking like the legal definition here of executive order is a rule or order issued by the president to an executive branch of the government and having the force of law so he he can like what he says goes. right he can make himself I just I wonder I mean there's checks and balances there there's the system of the house and the senate and everything like that can you know tell them I'm looking up there's another article saying what he can and can't do so I mean there, there are limits to executive orders you can't just go out there and make them and everyone has to obey them but there there are I don't know I, I just feel like executive orders to me are very iffy when we're supposed to be a yeah. democratic republic like how it's this is like going into a dictatorship type of situation like really fast like and the fact that he's saying he's telling people not to listen to the media because the media lies and that like all facts should like come straight from him that's like a North Korea type of thing that's exactly what he did yeah, it looks like here they cannot reverse a law passed by Congress. Executive orders cannot. Mm-hmm. They're limited in scope. Their sweep isn't as broad as a piece of legis- legislation. Uh, Trump can't overturn any of President Obama's executive orders, just as Trump's successor can overturn anything he signs while in office. He, so Trump can go and issue an executive order that would overturn any of Obama's anything. executive orders. Yeah, yeah just, they can't. They can't um, reverse a law passed by Congress. So yeah. he, they do have it. They do have limits and things, but. Uh, it says, how often are executive orders used? Uh, this one says you're close. The one the number you had was 275. This one says 277, so mm. essentially the same thing. Uh, George W. Bush had 291. Bill Clinton, 364. And Ronald Reagan, 381. Damn. So those are some other numbers. that. Uh, the most for any president, here we go, was Franklin D. Roosevelt, who issued 3,721 oh, executive wow. orders in his 12-year tenure. Yeah, I was, was going to say he was years. president for 12 years. Yeah. yeah. He was, I think, he was the last one before they put term limits on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so what if we yeah, still didn't have term limits? Um, I feel like Obama might still Obama be maybe would still be in office at this point. I, I don't know. I, I don't think know. he would have beaten Donald. I think Hillary just wasn't. Yeah, I feel like well more people. Enough. I think more people who were iffy would have voted for Trump than they would have, or I guess excuse me for Obama than Trump. Maybe not. I don't know. I think so. But yeah, there, there are limits. So he, he can't just go around and you know just say whatever he wants and and gets executive orders. That that would be a dictatorship. So we're not to that point, but. There's limits to what he can do. There, he, like I said, he can't reverse a law that's already been passed by Congress. He mm-hmm. can, however, overturn previous executive orders by, you know, Obama, what he said and done and issued. So there, thankfully, you know, the way our system is set up, there are limits, but there's just, it's still very, very concerning. And one of the main things we want to talk about in this one was, it's feeling a lot, you mentioned the word dictatorship. Yeah. It's feeling a lot like very authoritarian that right now authoritarian i know i know we're, it, would, it would take more than just a few weeks of trump being in office and a few things even over a couple of years for it to turn into that but yeah. the way he's ruling ruling say he's word ruling way he's being a president already it is so much different than what i think we've seen in a president in at least in a while they literally like after his inauguration called a press conference just to say that the crowd was the biggest that had ever the freaking crowd <laughs> thing and that's what we get into here the like, tweets is that so important there's that... a which i'm trying to find which uh yeah after word leaked out that president donald trump had banned environmental protection agency employees from having contact with the press and posting to social media accounts uh the park of this the south dakota badlands and had a trio of tweets dropping some climate science knowledge the epa is one of the federal agencies tasked with tackling climate change this this is also this came after um the twitter account of the national park services was temporarily suspended 
after the National Park Service has retweeted a few anti-Trump posts trolling the new president over turnout at the inauguration and removal so of climate change information only, from the White House website. The only reason he placed that ban was because they were making fun of him and he yep. was like, you know what, you're not allowed to tweet anymore. That's, <laughs> that's that so is how childish. you That is how you take away... That's freedom of speech rights, too. Like yeah. That's, they were retweeting things. It wasn't even them that's technically so tweeting scary. it. That's so scary. And they ended up tweeting out a... a issued apologies saying we regret the mistaken retweets from our account yesterday we no. look forward to continuing to share the beauty and history of our parks with you no well since then there have been several even main accounts and rogue national park accounts <laughs> that have just been going in on trump and they, i think they're they cracking have, me up they should have stood by it i think they should yeah. have said obviously he's making decisions that are negatively going to impact the environment so like i don't know i feel like that's kind of the, the Badlands is what started it. I've seen a couple other ones. And our an unofficial uh, Great Smoky Mountains National Park Twitter handle guided on the action, too, <laughs> the, a couple of days ago, or maybe a day ago, whatever, pretty recently. So there's been, so that's how that started. I wasn't actually an, sure until today when I looked it up how the National Parks thing started. I, I, remember, I remember catching it kind of near the end of it and thinking, what? And then I remember seeing, obviously, the Badlands and stuff getting in on stuff. So that is how that happened. And that is what we call censorship. And that is you know, generally frowned upon in, you know, democracies. Right. And I just don't understand how that's even allowed, but And it's not it's not the first that was that wasn't even like the biggest questionable thing that's come out of the Trump camp. There is now apparently a report saying that he and he wants I can't which branch now wants to issue weekly crime reports on immigrants. Okay, I saw that article earlier, and I thought it was fake. No, it's real. I can't tell what's I, I, fake I, it's and true. real. I, I, what I, the website I saw it on I'm fairly certain was like a real website. It wasn't a it wasn't a fake news website. Okay. I'm pretty I sure. saw it and I was I like I could be wrong. I didn't read it though, but I yeah. I saw the title and I was that's like there's the thing, no it's way. It's hard to tell between fake news and real news. And that's another joke that people keep saying real stuff's fake news because Trump is apparently against just everything seems anything. so ridiculous. He calls everything fake news that doesn't agree with his opinion. Alternative facts. The alternative facts thing. <laughs> Golly. That that's there's some uh, the same thing. The same guy said that uh, was it Spicer. I can't remember. Yeah, that Spicer name. said that. Like so I think we sometimes we can disagree on the facts. I'm like, no, oh, well, facts I mean, are facts. At... You can disagree on opinions. Yeah. You can't. This facts are facts. What is the quote? <laughs> I saw it the other day and it was just ridiculous. It, I, I just there's that. There's Betsy Davis being the education person. I just she's like honestly one of the dumbest people. That <laughs> What was it about grizzly bears she, in, in the schools? She really thinks that like guns should be allowed in schools because of the direct threat yeah. of grizzly bears. <laughs> and also like she thinks that every school should be a private school and she's like she thinks that public schools are like Satan and like has never actually she been to a public school. Very against public schools and I actually I emailed I got I'm just fed up with this stuff. That's why Sam and I both <laughs> decided to make just going to start fed talking about up. politics. I, know, I emailed, I may even call too. Um, our he senator, might even call Senator Lamar Alexander. I emailed him, and he's in favor of her, and he supports her. And I emailed, him and I was like, you know, that's ridiculous. I disagree with this for a lot of reasons. I got it. I got just a basically an automatic, you know, automated reply. Essentially yeah. about why he agrees with all this stuff. But I was like, she two reasons why I just two of the many reasons I disagree with her being appointed to this is that one, she does not believe in public education, and two, she doesn't believe slash support in the IDEA. The which the, I also have a big issue with that one too. She's just, she does not have a good track record of education. She is yeah. 
by she far one of the least qualified people I've seen have pointed to anything. I saw Elizabeth Warren roasting her in a video the other day. She was like, have you ever had to deal with financial aid? And she was like, no. She was like, have your kids ever had to di- deal with financial aid? And she said, no. And she was like, then how do we expect that you're going to like deal with that type of scenario? Mm-hmm. And she was like, well... I can, like, work with people on it, and she was just like, no. <laughs> you, <laughs> if, she was like, of you all just the, don't know. <laughs> of all the people Trump is wanting to appoint to his cabinet, she's, like... She's one of the most ass-backwards, like... Yes. There, like, are, there are a lot of troublesome ones he wants in there, but she is one of the top ones, and I'm just kind of like, no. <laughs> I saw also a video of Bernie roasting her, where yeah. he, he was like, uh, I'm not trying to be rude, but, like... <laughs> Would you be Brandon here if your family didn't, like, donate millions oh, of dollars? Brandon, I'm not trying to be rude, but to, I'm going to roast you a new one. To the Republican Party? And she was like, uh... <laughs> so I, I, I didn't watch the inauguration, because, I well, for one, I, I, was, I was working, and two, I just didn't want to. Yeah. But I did see a lot of the videos and images of the Obamas and their and the Clintons' facial reactions to different <laughs> things. I'm just like, God. Oh, Michelle Obama was everyone. Mm-hmm, her she was always mm, everything. Face. Mm, <laughs> I feel like I make that face on a regular basis. <laughs> mm. When when Melania handed her that gift or whatever, she yeah. was like, mm. uh, although she made that face more because the way Donald was treating Melania, I saw that too. Like yeah, the way yeah. the way I, he's the way she's been looking. I feel like I feel bad for her. I, I really think do. That, like genuinely, like she could be it's it's obvious that she's not like respected and it's obvious that she's not like appreciated Mm -hmm. like when you see them interact with each other at any point like it's just I, I mean I'm not saying that maybe he doesn't care about her but it's just obvious that he doesn't respect her and he doesn't like see her as like an mm-hmm. equal but when we got used to eight years seeing the way Barack and Michelle interact and yeah. how, how like their relationship was idolized and stuff and then cool. th- this happens and it's kind of like I don't know you just don't you don't see Donald and Melania I mean, they mean they have a fine relationship behind closed doors. We don't. I don't want to speculate on that. Yeah. But it seems like and I know into that, the public, that they people don't. are like definitely different levels of like affection, affectionate right, publicly. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's just she looks so sad all the time. Mm-hmm. There I, are people I, I now hope. legitimately worried that she's in like a um, like a, a verbally or like emotionally abusive like situation. I, see, I hope not. I mean, I really don't because I don't want wish that on anybody. But I'm sure yeah. that she's like a fine human being. I yeah. mean, I don't know her personally, obviously, but, I mean, I've read some of the stuff that she's said in interviews and stuff, and she doesn't seem like a terrible human being, so, I mean, no. obviously, I don't know. She's fine. I, I don't have, I don't really have an issue with her. I mean, something, she married Donald Trump for some reason, but, like, <laughs> so did well, some other people. Yeah, but she's not the first one to marry <laughs> Donald Trump, either. That's wild. The, the, the other thing that I've seen that bothered me on the opposite spectrum was people going after Donald's kid, Barron. Like, don't don't yeah. go after people's kids. I, yeah. I, I hate it when people would go after the Obama's kids. I don't want people to go after Trump's kids either. Just because like, you don't like him. He didn't mean, choose this right, life. Right, just don't go after a freaking 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I hate it when people would go after Sasha and them for the Obamas. I didn't like it when people, even though Bush's daughters were, were kind of crazy. <laughs> so, like, when they go so, after them. like They, like, they were, they were kind of adults Like, still. normal people, yeah. yeah. This kid's, like, 10. Yeah. Like, stop. Like, that's... Don't, don't go after a 10-year-old kid. Yeah. That's... Especially if you're a freaking like forty-five-year-old adult <laughs> behind a computer screen, yeah. Like, stop it. But there's just this—I don't know. This whole like this whole pol- political <laughs> thing's gonna be. I've been awful. reminded so many times in the past in the past week of this quote that is probably one of my favorite quotes ever, and um, it's Martin Nimoller. Um, he he worked under Hitler. Mm-hmm. He he worked. Um, 
under Hitler's party and enforced all of all of that Nazi regime and then uh, he was actually put into a concentration camp when he kind of realized like oh this is like actually a really fucked up thing that we've been doing mm-hmm. and like oops <laughs> uh, but he spent like the latter part of the war in a concentration camp and uh, there's this famous quotation by him that reads first they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I wasn't a socialist and then they came for the trade unionists and I didn't speak out because I was not a trade unionist and then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me Wow. and I saw actually I'm going to go find it but I saw on Twitter the other day like a modernized version of that quote that was like just so it's just like he's gone after so many different groups of people. Yeah, my thing is him, maybe maybe not even as much as him because he hasn't explicitly said this as much, but him and and the other people from the far, far right, because it's not all Republicans, all conservatives, it's mm-hmm. people on the far right are vilifying like people of the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. people of Muslims, like Muslims, people of, of foreign descent and just any race. Right. They're, they're vilifying all of them. And it, it makes me so mad because there isn't, there isn't a difference between a white collar, white male American and an LGBTQ um, person who works somewhere else. It doesn't matter. There's I mean, there's differences. It doesn't make one of them isn't more American than the other. Is what right. I'm trying to say. That right. One of them isn't inherently more of U.S. citizen than the other. Like right. If you both if both were born in the U.S., both have lived here their entire lives, and both are, you know, being good citizens, quote unquote, then there's no difference between either one of them. Let me read you this um, updated okay. this updated version. This random guy tweeted this, and then it sort of became a really big deal. But he tweeted this series of tweets, and the first one is, First he came for the Muslims, and I said, Guys, let's take a wait-and-see approach here. Then he came for the Mexican-Americans, and I said, Let's not be sore losers just because the other guy won. Then he came for the press, and I said, What makes this country great is our peaceful transition of power. Then he came for the women, and I said, Try to have some compassion for the frustrations of the other side. Then he came for the black community and I said, I know it sucks right now, but wait four years. Then he came for me and I said, how could this have happened? I did everything I could. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I feel like this is going to be people that voted for Donald Trump. Like, <sighs> I feel like... It's, I mean, it's already kind of happening I, I, some people. Yeah, some earlier. people, yeah. And But I was talking to someone the other day, and I was like, I feel like they're literally not going to understand until they their rights are taken away. Some right of theirs and is going to be taken away. And that's how it is. Like, that, I, I, don't, I try not to be that way myself, because I try to be, quote-unquote, woke, as they say. <laughs> I, try, but I, I, try to know, woke. I try to know what's going on. Like, I try to know what's going on. I try <laughs> to, like, know outside my just white male American like sphere I try to know besides what's going on with that yeah and I, I like to be friends with people who aren't that I, I follow a guy online who is is he call, he calls himself a brown person he is Middle Eastern yeah he can joke about it because he you know he is Middle Eastern but he yeah. jokes about it but he but I follow him and he has a lot of different views on things that I'm just like wow I like I didn't think about that like he cannot stand George W. Bush because of the millions of people like of his descent that he like got killed because of the war that I personally don't think should have happened and he doesn't yeah. obviously think it should have happened either so I, there's just a lot of things that he has perspectives on that I was just like oh like I wouldn't have known that would have thought of that if I since I'm you know have never experienced anything like that yeah there's there is you said something in there that made me think about the the women's march we haven't had a podcast 
since the women's oh march. my god i cried at the women's march. were you the, so you were here you were here the one in knoxville yeah okay. i i well my friend and i went to eat lunch at soccer taco and then we came out and it was happening and <laughs> that, it was incredible the pictures from all, all yeah. the major cities that have like there was there were two in tennessee which was most states didn't have two happening really most, i think most states in two major cities at least yeah we had one in nashville and knoxville yeah and then like there was a bunch of the bigger cities like boston and um, yeah places like chicago. that chicago chicago but I, th- I think Tennessee is one of the few ones that had two actually pretty big movements inside the same state. Oh wow! Yeah, we and came in southern out and state too, nonetheless, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we were sort of in the middle of it, and I we I I just re- I stood there and was just sort of like in my own little I don't know I I was just like standing there like watching everyone, and I was like reading all of these signs, and this guy walked by me, and he had a sign that said Michelle Obama is this guy's hero, <laughs> or something like that, and then I don't know. I was just like standing there like looking at like the huge amount of people and I was like oh my god this is like really inspirational and I was like Cassie I'm gonna start crying and she was <laughs> she was like okay and I like actually started crying and she was like are you okay and I was like I just feel like overwhelmed with like positive emotion. It was the largest protest slash rally in history like it what like 1.9 million i think is what that's so crazy i never heard the official tally for here in knoxville but i did hear from I someone who was there that they had stickers they were handing out for mm-hmm. they had 2,000 stickers and they ended up handing out all of them and ran out yeah. so at least 2,000 people at least i think yeah, showed up. there were so a good amount of people there i'd say you know at least 2,000 close to maybe 3,000 something like that i know a friend of mine who lives in birmingham mm-hmm. they had 5,000 show up in birmingham oh really down down in alabama i was like that's really cool yeah it so was very emotional. That was really. There cool were a lot to of see. men there, which was really yeah. cool. Yeah, I. A lot of. I wanted to go. A lot of kids, like. Yeah, I wanted to go, but I also thought, like, I mean, I know I could go as an ally, and they would have welcomed me there. But I was like, I just want the women to have something. Like, I don't, I don't want yeah, me as a male to a go of... and do something. I want, <laughs> I want the women to be able to have just one, this one thing, you know, just one big historic thing. Yeah. They need to have all kinds of other stuff, but if they can just have one thing, <laughs> let it be this. I have a lot of guy friends that that went and it was yeah i saw a lot of like I really young kids and like really afar. old people it was great mm-hmm. i was like this is uh, the signs what the world that, is supposed like the to signs be. that came from it were great they yeah. were hilarious and I, i've seen other people like i've seen other women bashing about it saying like oh like women have the same amount of uh, rights like under trump as obama and i was like that wasn't the point of why i they have were a very strong opinion on women like that and i don't know that i should share it but i might anyway <laughs> I, I was talking to one of my friends the other day about this. One of my, like, female friends about mm. this. Um, I saw a post from a girl that was like, women, what are you marching for? Like, you really think that we don't have the same rights? as And then it, they always go into this, like, men and women are not supposed to be equal. Men are supposed to be the strong, like, hardworking, bringing home all the blah, blah, blah. Like, that's, like, literally what this girl's rant was. It was like... We were created differently by God so that women could do this stuff and men could do this stuff. And I was like, that's just, like, a load of bullshit. Like, that's just so ridiculous because, like, I don't know. My feeling about, like, those types of women is... And I'm I'm not trying to, like, group a bunch of people into one category and, like, <laughs> put a label on them. But they literally just, like, don't care how they're treated or how they're like if whether they're respected or not because their idea of respect is different than my idea of respect and i I might go off on a tangent here that's fine that's what our (laughs) podcast is but i i saw a similar video the other day about um 
a woman it was a seminar that this guy was giving I don't remember his name but um, it was about dating and a woman stood up and said I've been going out with this guy for like three or four months and like at what point do I have to start paying for things and he was like uh you've been together for like months and you've never like offered to pay for anything and she was like well it's the man's job to like pay for and and he said so is it your job to have sex with him whenever he wants to and she was like no and he was like so what's the like and those types of women that say like this is what men are supposed to do and this is what women are supposed to do they just like expect I don't know there's like too much of an expectation on like the opposite sex to do things that you feel like they're just obligated to do Mm -hmm. and like I've never been one of those girls that like expects anybody to pay for me when I want to go somewhere it's like I don't I don't know I think that you should treat someone in a relationship the same way that you would treat your best friend like me and my best friend go do things sometimes and some like I don't have the money and she's like I'll pay for you and or she doesn't have the money and I'm like I'll pay for you and it's like an equal sort of thing but like I think when there's one person that's always sort of monetarily anyway providing for the other person it like that's not like healthy I don't know that's that's no, not I agree. it sets it up to be a very like negative thing mm-hmm. and like makes the other person feel like they owe them something right yeah you mentioned something that I was going to touch on too because you said it actually a couple times about the shit that I was the man's job like I, I don't like the I don't like it when I just don't like that there's a lot of especially where we are in the south where there's a lot more of I guess right-winged thinking that mm-hmm. there are certain things that men and women like ha- it's it's a certain man's position to do this a woman's position to do that to an extent like I mean yeah men or women are created differently because just physically speaking men usually are bigger than yeah women we I mean obviously there like are like but, physical differences but I feel but like that doesn't mean like a woman can do a man's job like 99% of the time and same thing men can do a woman's job 99% yeah. of the time there, I've seen there women on American Ninja Warrior right there are <laughs> there are very few there's like a very there's a very small minority of things that men can do that women can't women can do that men can't like yeah men physically you know cannot give birth yeah but women like there's there's I mean there's things that other like actual occupations I don't think the vast majority of occupations a woman could do worse than a man a man could do worse than a woman like, right those, I feel the same way yeah like, there aren't men specific jobs outside of maybe like hardcore labor things like I said but like other than that there's like a CEO a woman can do a CEO just as, be an CEO just as easily as a man a man can be a nurse just as easily as a woman can. right like these I hate that the, I hate that the idea and that's another thing we can talk about I heard I read this and studied this when I was in, in college and took a few women's studies courses and things like that mm-hmm. that the these occupations that get feminized like housekeeping like even nursing to an extent like this different the different jobs that get feminized they're they're viewed as women's jobs mm-hmm. typically have a lower pay rate right and for whatever reason a feminized job is viewed as inferior yeah that's not me being like sexist or anything. No, that's that, like that is literally how fact. it is that yeah. is based on statistics that this is not an alternative fact this is this is true this is based on research this is based on years of compiling data that quote-unquote feminized jobs are considered inferior because they have a lower pay rate yeah and as that's just that has always angered me because I've never I was raised I mean I was obviously raised in a conservative household but mm-hmm. I, I I mean even that like my mother told like made sure I knew that women can be just as like can do just as many things as men can there there weren't things that 
women couldn't do that men could essentially so i've always thought that and it's been one of the biggest things that's bugged me out of kind of a lot of this movement it's been where it's been going back to a thing that men and women have certain boxes they fit into and i was like no they they really don't there are certain things maybe but the majority of things that people think are feminine and think are masculine aren't masculinity by the way is a very fragile concept (laughs) my friends and i were talking about this the other day too about like my male friends a lot of them being raised to think i mean negatively of like other men who showed emotion no homo bro no yeah it's just like negative negative feelings in general towards like not being like they were raised to be like tough and like mm-hmm. to not cry and like mm-hmm. that's just like that's unhealthy yeah that is very unhealthy bullshit. to not like to withhold emotion is very unhealthy because it leads to outbursts yeah it leads to unhealthy ways of dealing with emotion it leads to covering it up and alcoholism and drug abuse yeah. and, and spousal abuse and all kinds of different things and i was thinking about it and i was like i was honestly raised in such a not gender neutral i don't know if i want to use that term but Mm -hmm. i was raised in such like a neutral sort of way like if that makes any sense yes yeah like i wasn't raised to be overly feminine or masculine and i guess i didn't i mean obviously it's not customary for like you to raise your daughter to be really masculine unless you just like really want to do that but like i don't know i wasn't raised to be either of those things and I didn't, like, realize that or, like, realize sort of how lucky I was to be raised like that until, like, a few days ago. I was, like, my mom literally did not really push me in any any direction, like, as to, like, what I wore or, like, what, I don't know, like, activities that I did. She didn't, like, make me, put me in beauty pageants. She didn't mm-hmm. make me, make me play sports. She didn't make me play any sort of instruments or ballet or anything like that I don't know I wasn't really pushed in any direction like and it is nice to I feel like I'm a very neutral sort of <laughs> yeah sort of that, that's good like she didn't try to force anything on yeah you. like that was the same thing I was never told growing up that it, you shouldn't cry like that. Real men don't cry. I was never told that by my father or mother. Or yeah, I was I never told real men don't cry. I never. I mean, I'm not a boy, but I never heard that being used around mm-hmm. me. When that I is was a growing. big thing with guys. Like I, one thing I, I learned recently that I didn't know was a big thing with girls growing up is that I, I didn't. I didn't know that a lot of girls get told boys don't like don't like you being funny. Like boys don't like it when you're being like trying to be funny or don't girls don't like funny girls. Oh, I girls. was never told. Um, That's the thing apparently that girls get told. And I was like, I didn't realize that at all. That that was the uh, thing that girls got told. Yeah, I guess I could see people telling little girls that. Mm-hmm. The boy, but I was never... But, I, but that's so... But that's just counterintuitive. Like, boys yeah. love girls who are funny. Yeah, my parents were never, like... Yes, I did. Never used that argument to, like, get me to not do... Like, they never yeah. were, like, don't do this because boys or don't don't say this because boys don't like it. That's like good. Yeah, I don't think I was ever raised to, I'm like... Glad. To do anything for any attention of any boy i don't know and my grandmother i (laughs) um my grandmother is always telling me that i shouldn't be in relationships with people i don't know i was raised to be super independent i think Mm -hmm. and my grandmother i was talking to her the other day and she was like you don't need to date anyone you need to just like you're young like do 
whatever you and I, I think most people's grandparents are like when are you gonna have grandkids yes. when are you gonna get married <laughs> and i feel like everyone in my family is just like you do you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is like sort of how it's always been like i sort of have always been just like told to like not try to go out of my way too much for people i feel like we need to do a whole podcast on this eventually too maybe maybe the next podcast will be more about like gender things because this has been this has been wrapped up a lot with the, the Donald Trump stuff and all this stuff too, but yeah. I, I like the direction this went. It's just, I'm with you. Like you see that a lot. Once again, especially where we live, there's a weird pressure to get married younger, a weird pressure to have kids younger. I don't know why that is in the South more than it is like in the North or West or whatever, but it seems like, especially here in like below the Bible belt and stuff. Or I guess it's weird what belt. people tell their kids. Yes. Like how people raise their kids. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different. Maybe maybe it's just weird because like you and I don't have that same mentality. But maybe. it's just it's different to see how like families are viewed like somewhere let's say like in the Northeast as opposed to somewhere here in like Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, places yeah. like that, where it's like it's very much a family first mentality and very much like a you get married younger, you have kids younger, kind of thing. Not all not in all cases, but just over like the yeah, overarching in general. In general, it, it that's how it is, and I don't. We'd, we need to have like a big in-depth discussion about this in a in a future podcast because I think that would be interesting. But seeing this is what you get with the <laughs> Do Nothing podcast. You go from Donald Trump tweets to somehow gender, gender studies. Gender <laughs> st- <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like if I had children, I would like also not encourage or discourage them from yeah. being anything. I don't I just don't don't set limits on them. Don't yeah. like put I don't, them, make them feel like they fit had to fit into boxes. Yeah. I grew up being told that I could do anything that I wanted to do. And I think that's how everyone should grow up. Even I though agree. like I don't know, I think that sort of sometimes um makes people feel like they're not maybe living up to their full potential. I don't know, people in my family tell me that sometimes because I dropped out of college, but they my grandmother tells me all the time that I'm not given my full potential in life but I mean I used to hear that when I was in high school more than I did or no, e- I was, even early college more than I do now I was I was great in high school <laughs> <laughs> yeah back to I guess well, we're gonna uh, move on here in just a second too but just back to the, all this Donald Trump stuff it's just it it's worrisome and I I, I'd, yeah, I, 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 I have wondered aloud already once in his first week of presidency if he's gonna last all four years of his presidency and then at the same time though i don't really like mike pence either so i don't, I don't really <laughs> I saw, know what i want to happen i saw a tweet earlier from mike pence from december 2015 oh, and it was, was of. it was uh it said banning uh yes banning muslims yes. from entering the country is wrong and like unconstitutional and it the caption of the tweet was like somebody's experiencing some conversion therapy since meeting donald trump <laughs> I was like, oh my uh, god! I wish I had thought of that because I quoted it too bad, and that is very clever. It was oh great. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, I quoted that one this week, and then one that from one's... Trump from like 2013, whenever he quoted. I heard the quote wasn't time. I was like, we should build less walls or something like that. And I was oh like, well. yes, I saw that. I was like, was, I see the years have changed yeah, it was you. A quote that was like, we spend too much time building up walls, and I was like, that's hilarious. Well, that's ironic. I retweeted a tweet from Donald Trump the other day from like 2000. God, I don't even remember what year it his was. His old, a long like, why is his, why is he slash his staff not gone back and deleted <laughs> his old tweets? This was such a good God. one. It was like everyone needs to shut up about Robert Pattinson and, <laughs> and, and Kristen Stewart. I've seen this. They one. broke up. They're not getting back together. <laughs> I've seen like didn't he like get to talk about like 
how Case do like deserve better than him or something like yes, that too. Yes, I was like, oh uh, my god, god his what old, is his this? old tweets are bizarre. You know, he's running his Twitter from like his Gmail. Like, what? how is no. that even allowed? He's like the president, <laughs> and he's like got a Gmail, and he's like just tweeting from it. Ah, uh, his. I think that's very secure. <laughs> his Twitter. He needs to put down the Twitter and just you know. I don't think he can because I think <sighs> that um. I think that he likes. Oh no! Yeah, I know he likes the attention. Obviously, he just. I, w- I had a conversation the other day with uh, my boyfriend's mom, and she said that like apparently he used to when he was like younger and like not as not as well known, I guess. Um, but was this before he got the small loan of a million dollars? I don't know if it was before. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that until you said that. <sighs> my father gave me a small loan of a million dollars. Um, yeah. He apparently used to call into some some radio station or several or some some something like that some talk show or something, and like pretend to be someone else and give them tips about Donald Trump just so <laughs> that like his name would like be in the news and this was like a known thing that he did like they found out that it was him that was doing it and then they That's I don't remember so what like where it was like what radio station it was but say what you want about I think Trump. it was in New York but if you don't care what kind of the political spectrum we're on say what you want you cannot deny he loves he's a narcissist yeah. you cannot deny that like I've seen people it's like 100%. oh he's so selfless and he cares about the country bull he does not I mean, he maybe maybe he cares about some of the country no he literally he does only, not care about the he whole doesn't. country he literally only cares about himself he only cared about him being the president he didn't care about bettering the country you can say anything about Trump you want to you cannot he, deny in my opinion that he is a narcissist he cares about the country in one way mm-hmm that's how he... Financially. Right, it's financially. He thinks yeah. it's a business. Yeah. He, he is in for rude awakening. He wants to see if he work. can... Just if he can run it. Like, yeah, he right. just... It's it's not about him doing a good job for the American people. It's him doing a good job for himself just to see if he can do it. It's like a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Speaking of it being viewed like a challenge, just actually that's actually a really good transition, Sam, to our... I guess our last topic here, we, we, Sam and I were having a, a discussion today via text before we did the, the podcast about personality types, specifically, specifically, I can talk, the Myers-Briggs personality thing. We were, we were curious about what Trump's was. Apparently, according to a lot of the research we've looked up, he is an ESTP. If you don't don't know what Myers-Briggs is, it's a really cool... Go take it. Yeah, go take it now. Go it's, to it's a, 16personalities.com and take it right now. It's a big personality thing that breaks down your personality into four letters, essentially, which it, it's... You're 16 different right, personality Right, 16 different types. personality types you can be in. They, it's pretty cool, and it's actually really accurate. With what she and I were discussing, I took my first time ever, I think, I think it was eight years ago. I think it was like my late in the middle school, maybe early high school, when I took it. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually would have been early. Like middle, I think like I was in high, high school. school. I took it then, and I haven't changed. I'm an ENFJ, and I've been an ENFJ since then, and yeah. I still am. I, it's me and someone that I know both took it the other day mm-hmm. to see if we were the same and we were both the same. But apparently Trump's is ESTP. Let yeah, me read to you his. about ESTP. Yeah, I'm on we, the... we have the, we're on the same page, I think. Oh. Are we? This is what yours looks like. No, we're different ones. Okay, anyway, you wouldn't read yours. Because I, I had mine, you said challenge, and it, it mentioned Oh my this one goodness, the description of it, the entrepreneur. Hey, well, hey. that is, yes. And <laughs> the quote, there's like a quote at the at the top of all of these that describes each personality. Mine is um, a Bob Dylan quote that says, sometimes That's I, very wa- fitting sometimes I, it is, I love him. I think he's also an ISFP, but um, it's, uh, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm one thing, and at night when I go to bed I swear I'm a different thing or something like that 
That's where I'm a different person. Hmm. And uh, the his is life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. <laughs> and I thought that oh, was that's... I thought that was fitting. Very accurate. On mine it says true to his type. Donald Trump likes to have a hand in just about everything. Not only is he a successful businessman and investor, but he's also an author and TV personality in the successful television show The Apprentice. This one's a little dated. It says even he even explored the idea of becoming a presidential candidate in the 2012 election. Well, fast forward a few more years and he is president now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. You, you, I was done. Oh, uh, I'm gonna. In, I'm gonna read his uh, negative attributes. Oh yes. According to the website, um, insensitive, feelings and emotions come second to facts and reality for entrepreneurs. <laughs> Emotionally charged situations are awkward, uncomfortable affairs, and their blunt honesty doesn't help here. That is. These yeah. personalities often have a lot of trouble acknowledging, expressing their own feelings at, as well. Impatient. Risk prone. <laughs> unstructured hmm. may miss the bigger picture hmm. defiant yep those are right. uh, yeah i would say that's pretty pretty <laughs> accurate that's <laughs> uh all we need to do actually before we even vote for president is see what their uh, personality type is and that should be our basis for who we're voting for i feel like yeah look at mine i said enfj uh, apparently i'm also martin luther king jr Oh my goodness. I have, I have some pretty have cool the, ones. I mean, yeah. all of mine are entertaining. You said I was, I was Obama's, right? Yeah. He's also and mine. Joe. And Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> so I have Joe and Barack. So. You know who's That's the same? Awesome. This is so funny to me. Who's the same personality type as Donald Trump? Who? Madonna. Who he, <laughs> like, said was disgusting the other day. <laughs> you have the same personality type as Bob Ross. So, I mean, that's I pretty winning right there. Actually, and am Bill Bob Cl- Ross. You're the introverted version of Bill Oh Clinton. my goodness. This makes so much sense. Who are you? No, no, no. Oh, Donald Trump. Trump. He has the same personality type as Jamie Lannister. Oh my god! Isn't that the? Isn't no, I've, that I've just seen so? I've seen one season of Game of Thrones and I, oh my god! I know I just started it like a couple weeks hilarious. ago, and he literally—that's the best thing that I've ever heard. Wow! He is exactly him. He is Jamie Lannister. That I can I can see that. Oh my god! Mine. Um. Here we go. ENFJ, which is what I am, which stands for. Back to this really quick. Is extroverted. Intuition, feeling, and judgment, which I don't know why N is intuition. I know mean, it's in it intuition. It can't be I, because I there's already That's true. An there's already I. It's extroverted intuition, feeling, judgment. Um, no, I'm known as the protagonist. Also, I've also been seen as the guardian and the giver, I think is what I've also seen yeah. myself as. I'm usually um, like the artist, the composer, yeah. or the adventurer. I've seen artists for you a lot. Yeah. ENFJs are natural-born leaders full of passion and charisma, forming around 2% of the population. That's cool. They're oftentimes our politicians, coaches, and teachers reaching out and inspiring others to achieve and do good in the world. With a natural confidence that begets influence, ENFJs take out a great deal of pride and joy in guiding others to work together to improve themselves and their community. Hmm. I'm a firm believer in the people, which, yeah, that's mostly accurate. Uh, The struggle ought not to deter us from the support of a cause we believe in to be just. Yeah, they're big on just, like being just, like having justice essentially they're big on justice which i am like huge on justice is one of my biggest things uh here's some there's obama oprah <laughs> ben affleck you have all the good people sean connery by the way <laughs> Demi Lovato, who i really like i don't like her i'm daenerys targaryen oh my god Thrones, i love her so yeah he's pretty cool she's such a she's such a badass you said you've watched breaking bad yeah i'm skylar white oh i hate her she's terrible <laughs> she's literally the worst character on that show I'm also Lizzie Bennett from Pride and Prejudice, so that's also kind of cool, I think. But 
has strength and weaknesses. I want to give my weaknesses because I don't want to just give my biased all strengths. Basically, everything that I've ever read about my personality type, the 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 summation of it is that I could really like something one day, wake up the next day, and be like, eh. You can be viewed. You're not. I'm saying you can be viewed like flaky almost. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I I admit that I am flaky. Okay. I've flaked <laughs> on one of my friends like four times this week apparently, <laughs> but I I just like. I don't know, I'm sort of just like, I, I double book myself a lot, I, I make plans with one person and then another person on accident I because too, I don't remember actually. that I did it, and I don't, they're, they're seen, my personality type is like the most sort of, especially, and it's interesting because after your, um, hang on, where is it, your, I'm an ISFP slash T, and the, there's a T or an A at the end. Yeah, right. It's turbulent and... Um, I can't remember A is. A is assertive. Okay. And assertive is, like, more steady, more, like, grounded, mm-hmm. and, like, turbulent is obviously... Obviously. More turbulent. Turbulent, <laughs> and I am very turbulent. <laughs> so it's, like, especially especially that being added to it is just, like, they're sort of... Um, what's the word? Unpredictable and... Um, I was talking to Cassie the other day, and she was saying that she was sad because her brother had moved away, and she was like, Sam, please don't move away, and I was like, where am I going to go, and she was like, I don't know, you're pretty, like, what's the word, uh, I can't think, flighty, that's what Not, I'm yeah, of, yeah, yeah. No, like, okay. flighty, but it's a different word, but I just can't okay. think of it, um, but basically, like, you have, do you have wanderlust problems, at all? yeah, yeah, but she was like, you're sort of, uh, unpredictable, like, you might just up and you might just up and do something and I was like I didn't really realize that I was so unpredictable Oops. that my best friend thinks I'm just gonna up Aww. and <laughs> up and leave See, you would, I don't think you would do that no um, but speaking of you're talking about some of the weaknesses in, in yours like the list on this one we're looking at five strengths of five weaknesses yeah three of the five weaknesses of mine I 100% agree with too sensitive I can be like while receptive to criticism some like take it a little too sensitive I've gotten better about doing that but I still will admit that's a problem Fluctuating self-esteem, amen, is, 100%. That's one of mine, too. And struggles to make tough decisions also <laughs> do that, too, because, yeah. If caught I, between a rock and a hard place, ENFJs can be stricken with paralysis, imagining <laughs> all the consequences <laughs> of their actions, especially those consequences are humanitarian, which, yeah. yes, I can I that. completely agree with everything that it has listed for my strengths and weaknesses. Uh, strengths, charming, <laughs> which I've been... Mr. Loop actually used to tell me all the time that I was charming Aww. and I didn't really understand like what he meant by it and he like explained it to me one day he was like it's just like something that I don't know it uh, on here it's li- it says people with this personality type are relaxed and warm and have like a live and let live sort of attitude and it naturally makes them more kind of likable mm-hmm. but I don't really see myself as being that likable but anyway I do you're likable thanks so Charming, sensitive to others, imaginative, passionate, curious, and artistic. But the weaknesses I like especially agree with: <laughs> fiercely independent, unpredictable, easily stressed. As <laughs> the way it says, it says uh, when situations get out of control, people with this personality type, especially turbulent ones, can shut down. <laughs> oh, Sam, we I, were... <laughs> I have no no that is like at all with you. Uh, we. The movie Split yesterday. Oh god, it was good. Yeah, I've heard it's good. But we were sitting there watching that movie, and like half the movie, I was like, I am so stressed. <laughs> <laughs> like just things kept happening, and I was just like, 
uh, <laughs> I'm stressed and like when I'm stressed out I like verbally like express that I'm I'm like I'm stressed I you am say that out loud, yes right. I literally am like I am stressed <laughs> I'll be driving down the road and I'll be like stressed <laughs> I'll just like start screaming like stressed um my friends hate going on like any sort of road trips with me I'm sure because like I just get crazy when when like <laughs> the sun's in my eyes or like mm. I can't I don't have like road rage when like I, I don't know when somebody like flips me off or like cuts me off I just am very adaptive to it and I'm just like what the fuck ever but like if I don't know where I'm going um if I'm like sitting there waiting on someone else to like tell me where to go or if they point and don't tell me like an actual direction and where to go I get so like high strung and I'm just like I literally can't handle it I remember we were driving to the fair one year um me and a friend of mine were driving to the fair and I didn't know where to park and I literally got so stressed out I pulled over and called my mom and I was like Kelly <laughs> <laughs> I was like you gotta tell me <laughs> see I've been I've been like that dri- like for some reason driving to me too like that's where I have a lot of I've had panic attacks on the car uh, yeah I have such bad anxiety I don't know why I have a lot of driving anxiety I don't know why but I do and crowd anxiety sometimes yeah oh I went to my mom's house the other day and she had told me that we were going to eat dinner. And I got to her house and I was like, where are we eating? And she said, well, I need to go to West Town. And I was like, you know that I don't like going in there. And she was like, no, it's, I need to go get a phone case. It's just going to take a minute. And I was like, you know <laughs> I don't like going in there. And she was like, it's fine. And then we went in there and we were like walking around. There's like a million people in West Town Mall. And I was literally like... Uh, the whole time just mm-hmm. like on edge about it and she was like you need to calm down I was like I don't <laughs> like coming in here I told you that some people to calm down when they're stressed slash anxious does nothing if, like, if, if anything it makes it worse you're like well, I'm trying I can no, only I go to the mall alone I cannot walk hmm. around the mall with like I mean I can do it but like but you don't like to I don't like to um, it just is like another person to have to keep up with and like sort of weave your way in and out mm-hmm. of people around but yeah. I get I get you with crowd anxiety. That I, that one's not one I handle very well. Especially well, it's more like I can handle bigger crowds. I just can't handle it when the crowds like we're packed in together. Yeah. Like, I, that's why I'm not huge on going to concerts. Like it's enough that I go to like covered sports and go yeah. to like, football games, things like that. Yeah. But that's I can I've gotten used to that a little bit more. But even that will still sometimes if I'm packed in tight people, I'm like oh god, oh, I got, god. I've got yeah. to get out of here. <laughs> instant, I've got to find like, oh, okay. I've got is, to find like an open area. What is it like to be in a crowd and not be like oh god? <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've never, never known that. Yeah, I've never known what that feeling's like. Just to be like to be in a crowd and go, that's eh, fine. Yeah, that's cool. Whatever. One of mine is also fluctuating self-esteem, which is interesting, and then the other one, overly competitive, which is like definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I used I told Cassie like recently, within the past like few months, that when we were younger and we used to play Battleship, I always used to cheat, and she was like, <laughs> I knew that you were cheating. I knew it. <laughs> now she like won't play Battleship with me. I used to be like I went. I've gone through weird phases of competitiveness. I, I was I was pretty competitive younger. Then I went through phase like through middle school. I wasn't very competitive. Uh-huh. And then you're at the end of high school and then I'm, like into college and then now like I've gotten a lot more competitive. I'm so again. so. I think I that s- one my competitiveness take like is hand in hand with my self esteem slash pride in myself. I've noticed. Yeah. Like if I don't have a lot of pride in myself, I end up not being as competitive. But if I have a lot of pride in what I'm doing. I'd be a, I'm, end up being a lot of competitive. Like, it's how yeah. in my career. Like, my job, I love. Yeah. I take pride in it. So, I'm very, very competitive about my job. Yeah. So, I, I think it has it goes hand-in-hand hand for me with my self-esteem. Mine manifests mostly in 
board games. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm being so Note serious. to self, do not play board games with Sam. Like, She'll kill me. we were at a party the other day playing Trivial Pursuit, and nobody Ooh. was taking it as seriously as I was, and everybody was sort of drunk, and I wasn't drinking. And, um, for once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Yeah, everyone was sort of just like, oh, let's just like kind of learn how to play it as we go. And I was like, because we hadn't played it in a long time, and it was like a newer version of Trivial Pursuit. And I was like, no, like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this the right way. Mm-hmm. And everyone, I'm sure, was just like, I get so very competitive in games, too. Because, yeah. like, I, I, we went bowling at a friend's birthday party a couple weeks back, and they get the same thing that like, we, every, everyone was there, and there, there was, everyone was kind of taking it nonchalantly. And I was, I was too for a while until. My girlfriend, who usually is awful at bowling, like was really good that game. Like she, really? she was like she, she usually bowls like in I'm the usually in bad. the like thirties, forties, fifties. She finished. With I'm a, not that. She bad. finished with a one thirty. Oh really? And I we got like came down to the last 70-ish. frame, and I beat her by a pin. <laughs> so and I, and I, I was pretending like it's cool, whatever. It's, <laughs> I won, but in, on the inside, you, I was like, yes, <laughs> oh, I didn't lose. <laughs> I won, and then I lost the next, the next game by one pin. So oh. I was just very. I haven't been bowling in a long time. time. But that's the same. Like it's, I get what you're saying about board games. Like I'll, people will be <laughs> people will be like partying or like hanging out, and people aren't taking it as seriously as I am. I'm like I gotta win. Like, I, I, I gotta win this. No, I got to the point where I just got so annoyed and frustrated at everyone for like not taking it seriously <laughs> that I got up and left. <laughs> I was like, I can't anymore, and got up and left. Sam, I don't think we should play things together, because we might just <laughs> we kill each other. We might flip the table. <laughs> oh I'm taking this property. No, you're not. <laughs> Flips everything I over. can't play Monopoly with I people. I haven't played in years. Especially, like, when you're just playing with one other person, because, like, it just turns into, like, you landing on one thing and having to pay, like, $20 million. Yeah. And I just, like, can't handle it. It makes me too mad. I bet Donald Trump cheated at Monopoly. I bet he did. <laughs> I cheated Battleship. And so thus, we've gone back to Donald me? Trump. I think this is a good spot to end the podcast. We wrapped it up. Look at that. We sort of made a big circle. <laughs> I think it's the first time we've actually had a somewhat An coherent ending, conclusion to yeah, our podcast. Yeah, that like sort of had anything to do with the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. This one's going to be longer. It's going to be, well, looking at the time here, going to be close to an hour at this point. So thank oh, you God. for all listening. It's it's a longer one, but we had, <laughs> I'll probably edit it down a little bit too, but it, it'll be... We had a lot to discuss. There's just a lot going on in the world, and we also want to talk about the personality stuff. I think we had there's a long break between this one and the last one. Hopefully, we'll actually have them weekly again. And yeah. I, think, I think that helps. We already think I don't know. I have an idea for the next one for like the gender stuff for yeah. the next one. Uh, the other thing has been ideas haven't been coming as well. And then last week we were going to do one about Obama's presidency, but then we both got busy on that Thursday and Friday, yeah. so that didn't happen. Also, if one if anyone has any suggestions, like yeah, feel ever, free to shoot it at us. Throw it at us because. Um, we're we'll just, we'll so take it. great at coming up with things. <laughs> we will gladly discuss things that you all want to hear about. So shoot us a line anytime. Thank you all for listening to the Theory of Nothing podcast. Like I said earlier, go subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for Theory of Nothing podcast. Go follow us on Twitter, T-O-N underscore podcast. You can follow me also at Nose Complaint. And Sam is Sam Myers with four M's in the middle <laughs> there. So go follow her as well. We have a lot of fun on Twitter. We tweet about a lot of random, just odd things a lot of times, but it's it's fun. So go follow us on there. Go follow our main account. Thank you all for listening. We'll hopefully be back again next week. So until next time, this has been the Theory of Nothing podcast. <laughs>